And once you get lonely enough and old enough, you're going to do something weird. I don't pee standing up at my house. Thanksgiving Day, family, turkey, football, a cozy fire and some warm titties. But you know the real reason for the season? What? Movie mugging. Happy Thanksgiving, baby. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Thanksgiving. I completely did not know that we were doing that today. Because you just don't have thankfulness in your heart. So you don't, uh, not a lot. You don't really think about the thankful holiday. Not, not really a lot. Of course the you food. don't. And that's about it. Yeah. Turkey today, some ham, some, uh, mashed potatoes, some, We're uh, having some of that today. Some, uh, yam casserole with, um, what is it? Uh, frosted flakes. <laughs> not corn only, flakes. Yeah. Corn flakes. And, uh, some canned cranberries. I have not ever had that. But happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We are thankful for you listening today on the way to Grandma's house to uh, get, a, get a wonderful meal and hang out with the family. And we'll make this very family-friendly because we know the kids are in the backseat listening yes. as well. So yeah. uh, kids, just try to ignore every time we say fuck and uh, cunt and uh, clam. Um, and, That's worse uh, than all of them. Yeah, when you, uh, when you hear clam, kids, we're not talking about the, uh, the things that you find in... Uh, on the ocean floor the oyster thing yeah we're, we're talking about uh female anatomy called the vagina well, it's and, called the uh, clam well the vagina is just slang clam is the uh medical term for the uh vagina yeah, so uh, you know what if, if your parents haven't had the talk with you yet just go ahead and tap them on the shoulder tell them to pause this and uh ask them how uh, intercourse works and where babies come from and um what dad's uh, face looks like when he orgasms and he can do it in the rearview mirror for you so you can see it. No. But other than that, this will be a clean episode for the kids in the backseat. Little bastards. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving. And uh, this is also episode number 211. Dang. All right. Well, let's not uh, dilly-dally here. Let's get into the uh, the newly decorated Thanksgiving lobby. Um, yeah. With the, what is the like wooden wicker basket with all like the fruit in it? A cornucopia yeah. is what that's called. We have... Uh, a picture of Wanda Lust with her uh, pilgrim outfit, which, yeah. uh, you know, does not Whipped cover in the her bosoms. And then we have a whole bunch of kids sent in those uh, little handprint turkey things, you know, where they, they trace their hands. So thank you, kids, for that. We, we appreciate it. Many of you don't know, but we opened up a kid's fan club uh, not too long ago. We, you know, we, I briefly... I had nothing to do with I that. briefly advertised it on the website, and uh, a bunch of kids signed up, and, uh, you know, we sent them movie mug and you stickers. You one and, of the Pope's most trusted. And they, uh, they sent us in uh, all these uh, hand decorations, which is pretty awesome. I think the priest you did it with wanted some other hand thing from the kids. Gross. <laughs> did you hear about the kid who walked in on, on the priest masturbating? And the kid said, Father, what are you doing? And, and the priest said, soon you'll be doing it as well. And he's like, why? What do you mean? He's like, well, my arm's getting tired. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> All right, let's head on over to the uh, thankful lobby because it's uh, lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Uh, Jack, you remember, I don't think it was, uh, I think it was our final episode 
of the uh, fifth annual Movie Mug and Halloween Spectacular, fifth episode of the fifth annual Movie Mug and Halloween Spectacular, that that I played some ghostly noises um, <laughs> that turned yeah. out to be a, a fart, and and it happened to be my fart. I just didn't realize that that I'd farted uh, in reverse during the uh, yeah, during the episode. In slow motion mm-hmm. too. So a little detective work. We figured out that's what it was, and uh, there was a part of that fart that really grossed you out. It was nasty. Yeah, and so what I've done is I've isolated just that that part just for you, okay. just for Thanksgiving. So uh, here you go, Jack. That's not like a poop, like a little, like a little fleck of poop went on the wall of the toilet. Every time you say something, um, that just leaves me going, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna. All right. Uh, last week we watched, uh, me, myself and Irene, and, uh, we started talking about how, uh, Jim Carrey, um, when, uh, he turned into Hank, went up to that, uh, lady who was, uh, milking her, her baby. And, I don't think uh, milking her baby, bre- breastfeeding her baby, <laughs> sounds weird. And um, and then she looked down, and I guess I don't know what he did with the baby, but it was uh, his mouth on her yeah. nipple, and he was just suckling big time. Yeah. Um, number one, I we didn't point out the fact that that was a pretty fucked up thing to do. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. That you know that's a, a horrible, a horrible bad thing. Sexual to do. assault. Yeah. So we did not point that out. I feel. Uh, I mean, I don't feel bad about it, but it's a Jim Carrey movie. It's a Jim Carrey my, movie. My head is not there. Yeah, but but at the same time, just looking back on that and, and listening like we to us, should have addressed it. Yeah, we we maybe should have mentioned, don't do that. Yes, don't do that. And that uh, it's very very bad. Kids in the back seat, never lock on to a woman's boob without her consent. Just don't do it. Yes. But it got me to thinking, breast milk. Would you ever try breast milk? And depends on who it's from. Like, so if, I guess yeah. Well, breast milk is a uh, pretty popular drink in uh, a place known as Japan. And okay. in this place known as Japan, there is a, a bar called the uh, Kaba Kicho Milk Bar. And uh, it is a bar where you go to drink uh, breast milk. Okay. And it says, we're not talking about sterilized bottles full of formula topped with rubber nipples, but an utterly, UDD, uh, unique experience. Upon entering Kajiyama is titillated to behold a trio of topless young women standing behind the counter. All three of them are nursing mothers. And according to the uh, bar's menu, a cup of freshly squeezed milk is 2,000 yen. And if you need to take nourishment straight from the source, it's 5,000 yen for that tipple. Or uh, maybe that should read uh, 5,000 yen per nipple. So, uh, you, you, yeah, so you, you go on in there. You go pay 5,000 yen to what? I don't know. suck a tit. How much is 5,000 yen? Not much. I'll, I'll look it up. says, most of the shop's clientele appear to be in their 30s and 40s, but uh, they have spotted a gentleman nursing his drink who's got to be at least 60. Is there pictures of this? Um, I didn't look up pictures. No, I, I guess I should have. This is not good. What do, you, what do you mean not good? How much do you think 5,000 yen is? Well, I think... It's charging to drink straight from a woman's boob? My dad brought me home uh, a yen one time, and I think it was 1,000 yen, and I thought, damn, this is a whole lot of fucking money. It's like nothing. It, I think it was like 10 bucks at the time or something like that. Does that sound about right? 5,000 yen is $33. Okay. In what world would you ever be charged something that cheap to suck on a lady's tit? Japan. But that's, that's what I'm world. just saying that's got to be it's got to be a, a tourist trap. You you end up you go to Japan to go to this milk bar and then you show up at the address and someone fucking knocks you out and then you wake up in a bathtub, you know, with ice and you have horrible scars on your abdomen because they took everything. 
33 dollars japan's not like that but 33 dollars is that's like there's a whole lot of other things that aren't like as bad you know like like sex acts like obviously like sex and stuff closer to that is like at the top like the worst but like an, an, a fucking stranger literally drinking from your boob that's got to be up there in the like high awkward extreme discomfort area $33 there's no way you can find you know a a sex worker that's not disease ridden to do anything with you for $33 in the US uh, yeah, that's not i yeah. say disease ridden yeah. yes it's that's not or a crack just, addict who just yeah, just hasn't got the disease just yet really shady really bad yeah so yeah, so that's why I'm like thirty three bucks. But it's that's, not a, it's not a sex act. You're just going. That out there is a and sex act. Mm. Sucking on a boob. It's a sex act for unless sustenance. a child is doing it. You're 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 not doing it for sustenance. You are you probably got to be twenty one to go in there because there's naked women behind the bar. But it's a milk bar. Doesn't matter. You're it's they're they're going in there to get a shot. What of do you think is worse? Straight from the boob. Weirder for a kid to do. Go in a bar with only alcohol. Or going to a bar that has naked women in it. Okay, you're talking about a kid. I'm just saying, yeah, because which one is worse? Going in, you would have to be an adult to go in there. Okay. You're not going for... You have to be an adult to go in a bar anyway. Yeah, but you're not going for sustenance in either of them. You're going to a bar to get drunk. You're going to a fucking milk bar to suck a tit. It's not, you're not going there just because you like the atmosphere and drinking breast milk. No, you've, it's, you go because it's... I don't know about that. They said it's 30s and 40s men who are single who are didn't say single, but but they're obviously single men. But you can also who are going there to suck a tit or drink breast milk and be creepy. Okay, so drinking a shot isn't sexual. Well, yeah, because there's no tit involved. What do you mean? Yeah, oh yeah, there is. Listen to this. The manager's recommended formula is to start with a selection from each of the three. The first serving is supplied from uh, Yui age 28, who takes a shot glass from off the shelf, leans over, and begins filling it with mammary extract. So you can get it straight from the tit from your mouth, or she can just lean over and squeeze it into a shot glass for you. Yeah, which is, she's milking her boob in front of you. That's, it's their boobs. You know, if boobs weren't sexual, then why can't ladies walk outside with their shirts off everywhere like a dude can? It's because they're tits. Because men everywhere can take their shirt off, and it's fine. You know, this is a weird story because it it uh, it goes on to kind of tell the story of people who go in there and and have it. So you got this person called uh, Kajiyama, and um, it talks about their um, experience there. So it says, uh, Kajiyama samples um, Yui, age 28's uh, mammary extract, pensively. There's no odor, no flavor, he shrugs. Why, it's not even up to the standards of bovine Bessie's beverage. But Mary's milk is another story altogether. This 21-year-old's is rich and sweet and definitely a treat. But 27-year-old Kehu's output is awful, almost enough to make Kajiyama load his diapers. It's yellowish, sour, and repulsive, virtually undrinkable. It turned out that Kaho happened to be slightly indisposed with a cold, and her physical condition had a pronounced impact on the quality of her milk. What? <laughs> So I didn't she know wasn't. That was a thing. She wasn't feeling well, so it was a, uh, yeah, yellowy. It was gosh, uh, and so so it looks like he sampled all of them through. Uh, they just squeezed it into a shot glass, mm-hmm. and then it says um, Mary's milk being head and shoulders over the other two. 
Kajiyama opts to go all the way with the 5,000 yen special. There's a link for that. I may have to click on that. Mm. Swilled straight from the source as he nursed away at her nipple. She lovingly caressed his head and made cooing sounds. It's, it's literally, that's why I said it's 30s and 40s single men who go there to be creepy. It, it, this is obviously kink shit. They have shit like this in Japan. You can like rent people to cuddle with. Like rent a girlfriend, rent a boyfriend shit. Yeah, they're yeah. they're very weird with all that kind of stuff. It's, it's just another one of those weird, kinky whatevers. He goes on to say, it was exciting. And at the same time, I felt satiated psychologically. And uh, as he was drooling, he said, it's like getting it on without ejaculation. No, he definitely nutted in his pants. So I'm going to click on the 5,000 yen special. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's a picture. Oh, it's just kind of an inter interview with the, with the lady. Uh, she says, um, so yeah, so she started uh, lactating, and I guess she went to uh, that place and started working there. She said, uh, I'm still lactating a huge volume, so my customers are delighted. It says, motherhood has inflated Yukino's breast to 95 centimeters, and she's gung-ho to provide enrichment by the G-cup to male guzzlers. <laughs> Some customers will spend their whole session nursing. I'm worried they'll suck me completely dry. Uh, there's the opening. And there won't be enough for my baby, she giggles. Wow. Uh, the services offered at Mother's Milk generally involve fondling, licking, and nibbling female employees' breasts. Mm. Does that sound non-sexual to you? The reporter even runs Yukino's uh, along the length of his meat stick, over which he squeezes out a milky shower. Wait a minute, let me read that again. <laughs> the reporter even runs Yukino's along the length of his meat stick, over which he squeezes out a milky shower. He came on her tits. Uh, Yukino apologetically remarks that she is not skilled at oral sex, but the reporter is thoroughly impressed by her deep throat ministrations. Men what? Ministrations. It's not spelled like menstrual. Okay. For the grand finale, she straddles his torso and milks him dry with the uh, somata massage using her external labia. I felt like I was violating a sacred object and committing a kind of immoral act uh, the reporter admits that made it all the more exciting. Okay, so this is full-blown sex shop, as you uh, assumed it was. You did not believe me. Well, I, well, I think it's, it's not bad. They're just guys, and they want to drink milk. Well, that's not how it works. But it was called like the milk place or something, you know. So I didn't, you know, I hadn't read ahead, and I hadn't clicked on that link. So I mean, it, it turns into you get milked also while you go there. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's just weird. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. I would try. Like, if it got put in front of me, and they're like, hey, it's breast milk, I'm going to be like, oh, okay. Like, I'll try it. Can you tell me about the mom first, please? I guess I would prefer to see. Well, I, why does that change anything, really? I mean, it's, it's just human nature, you know? Yeah. You would, um, I mean, look, it is what it is. You you would, like like that picture I showed you last week of, of that lady who was upset that somebody stole her candy and she came out and oh, she had those yeah. fucking bowling balls that were down around her waist. You know, <laughs> if it was her and if it was, uh, you know, somebody who was, you know, hot and her boobs were where they were supposed to be. What if, you know, well, I mean, you're, the, who are you going to pick? What if the really hot one had the mustard, mustard milk? Like, like they poured it. Straight out of her teat, well, and, but it, and it was, was yellowy. Like she was sick, yeah. And then the other one just it had the most amazing, grabbed sweet her looking boob with two sparkly hands, sparkly milk, and just yeah, squeezed it in there, and it was kind of and had the frothy bubbles at the top. And I would just be curious to try it, just just to have done it. 
isn't milk really good for like if you've eaten something that's too hot? Yeah, it helps like, cool it like down. hot wings and stuff. Yeah. So what's what's that show that that guy hot has? Hot ones. Hot ones where he invites uh celebrities to come over mm -hmm. and and they start from like the kind of hot all the way. They should have like a, one of these ladies at the end with like her her boob <laughs> just ready. Yeah. And if it's too much, you know, you just slide on down the bench and uh, just suckle at the teat for a little bit and then uh, go back for uh for the habanero. But while I was kind of looking up uh, breast milk stuff and do people drink breast milk, um, there are some people that believe that it'll help uh, cure cancer. There's other people who uh, are like workout fanatics that that believe that it, that it helps them to uh, have stronger muscles. Like so there's pre-workout you know, and testosterone. Just, it's just like anything else. There's people who believe certain shit about certain shit. But yeah. I did come across a, a story that says a breast milk saves 16 adrift at sea. Lost at sea in a small boat, 16 people cheated death with uh, mother's milk. Their throats were so dry that some could only spit blood. They could barely talk. That's when one passenger on the journey to Puerto Rico, Faustina Mercedes, now called Little Angel of the Sea, gave a unique gift. She shared the breast milk once reserved for her one-year-old daughter back home. The eight men and women took turns sucking on her breast for just seconds a day, the small gulps coating their throats, wetting their dry lips. Finally, the currents pushed them back to the shore in the 12th day. So she basically had uh, a bunch of people uh, suck on her tit and uh, save their lives. And that, wouldn't that make your boobs like super sore? I, you know, I would, I would, uh, yeah, like I would, I would imagine milk so. like fuck up your boobs. But how would, how would you feel like that's your wife and like uh, you, you were home with the one year old uh, daughter and then, uh, you know, she comes home and you're like, how, uh, man, what, what happened? She's like, oh man, we, we got stranded out there for a while. It's like, gosh, man, well, I'm glad you're home safe. And then the next day in the Dominican Times, you know, you go out and get the paper. And, <laughs> like, and, why didn't you tell yeah, me? Yeah, and you open it up, and like, there's uh, all, all these people talking about how they they sucked at her tit, and uh, some of them are your coworkers. I just feel so weird. <laughs> I would. I, I don't. You, you know, it's not worth. There would be no fight. There would be no. It'd be like, uh -huh, yeah. you know, like you. And but it's like, yeah. What are you gonna do? Have twelve people die because you don't want to give them any breast milk? Well, you said earlier that sucking on a woman's breast is sexual. So do you think that, that people 99% of the time, all the dudes who sucked her, her boobs definitely were like, damn, only seconds a day? This is fucked up. <laughs> That's just how it works. There's no way at least a straight guy could suck on a boob and not feel some sort of sexual thing from it. It's probably a guy's idea. Wait, you look like you're nursing. Uh huh. Just and help, if help. she said no, it would have been really awkward. Help a, help a brother out, man. Probably would have eaten him. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Look, being a guy, if you're like boobs, you know, if just this is how it is. It, it, it's it's how it is, and and I guarantee, even though some of these guys, you know, they're they're clinging to life, right? But they're also clinging to something else. But you know, one of them was like. Uh, it was going to be his turn next, and he was turned on. Yeah, they're, they're, without a doubt, the the dude was was turned Imagine on. You're and last like, every I'm, day. I'm, I'm about to. Well, yeah, that's another thing. It's gross. I'm about to put a woman's boob in my mouth. You 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 know that that at least one of them was thinking, God, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, this is fucking awesome. But gross. But yeah, she's a, she's a hero. A little angel of the sea. So that's uh that's something that uh, all those people can be thankful for uh on this uh this day, of, day of thanks.
And uh, you know what? If you're listening to this, go ahead and uh, spray a little breast milk in the uh, after meal coffee and uh, see if uh, see if people recognize it. <laughs> All right, next. Someone took the time to write and hit send. Now I'm going to read it on the air, my friend. It's the email of the week. Thank you, Neil Young, uh, for that uh, wonderful opening to uh, everybody's favorite segment. Is he back on Spotify yet? No, I don't think so. I mean, I get he is because uh, people could be listening to this on Spotify. Um, so this one comes from Tyler. Tyler, you should know by now we want to know where people are from. So yeah. uh, please let me know. He, For a movie mug and sticker, not just. Yeah, I mean, plus, you know, plus we're curious. So his was short. Basically, he said, um, I guess he'd listen to our uh, laxative challenge um, yeah. episode, which was uh, Cabin Fever which was somewhere around episode number 29 or something like that, where I'd been kind of... That uh, early? It was pretty early. You were stopped up. I'd been stopped up for several days, and I didn't want to split my butthole open, you know, trying to pass a bowling ball. So I decided I'm going to take some um, some laxatives. You didn't get the pills for whatever reason. No, I didn't. Um, I thought it it'd be more fun to... cherry yeah. solution. So I decided I'm going to I'm gonna do it on the show. I'm going to take laxatives on the show, and I'm just going to, you know, kind of see what will happen. It could make for a fun episode. And then uh, Jack's like, I'll do it. I'm like, okay. You know, he'd probably shit that day, but he's like, I'm, I'll do it. So we, we both did it. And, I'd seen uh, Dumb and Dumber way too many times <laughs> to not want to try laxatives. And it worked. Um, it worked on me faster. I, I went down, I peed out of my butt, and I have a little audio from that at the end of that episode. And then later on, it did hit, hit you. Yeah. Um, I definitely lost a, a lot of weight. Um, but but Tyler says that he wants us to do another laxative challenge, but he wants it to be like three guys. So like maybe we invite Gary. Uh, he said, how about uh, laxative challenge to three guys, one toilet? No. <laughs> I wouldn't even do two guys one toilet. Oh my gosh! I mean, how are we supposed to? I mean, you can fight to the death. So someone can be shitting on the toilet, uh -huh. and then they open their legs, and a dude can pee between their legs. But I don't know about sitting there, and then there's there's a wiener right there. <laughs> no, if we're not gonna do the lap method, which we're definitely not. Well, hold on. What's the lap method again? Is so whenever one person is shitting, sitting yeah, there, yeah. and they have their legs open, like a dude could pee through it. Okay. But I'm not peeing. I'm shitting. So so I'd have to hover there or sit there, and your legs are open. I'm shitting between like between your knees, between so your thighs. Two people, like that's the only way I could ever see them shitting in the toilet at the same time. So like you're shitting and you spread as far back to the toilet as you can get. Yes. And then you spread your legs as far as you can. And then somebody else comes and they put their butthole right by like your balls. And I, just, yeah. and just start I would, that I would, little hole that's still the seat left. Up. You need to lift the seat up yeah. for extra room. Mm -hmm. So what would you, so you'd have to like. Pull. It's like you're in a canoe together. <laughs> that's, that's the, there you go. So you, that little area. You know, someone so you're, is you're, screwed and then their your wiener is yeah, getting exactly. shit on. So you would have to pull up your wiener and like rest it on their back or something like that. <laughs> yeah, then your balls are stuck down on. there. Yeah. Either that, because yeah. there's no way someone's sitting on the left and someone's sitting on the right. That's well, what about I don't know. It's gonna be, oh, I gotta I'm pooping and I'm sitting, oh, get up, get up, I gotta do well, it. And then there's poop everywhere. Yeah. So there's, so that's maybe the only way. Yeah, so look at it like this, you know. Three guys could pee in the toilet at the same time. 
Like you get a guy on the left side I've of the toilet. Three and three uh, pisses in the toilet. A guy on the right side of the toilet and the guy in front of the toilet. So maybe y'all could like we could back up two guys on the side back up until their butts touch, and then the guy in front backs up until he's kind of touching, and then we all just kind of. The guy in the front is lucky. We all just kind of spew at the same time. You said they're the guys on the side butts touch, so they're just well, you're squatted poop transferring. Okay, they're well, pooping no. into each other's buttholes. They're doing the. Harry Potter, Voldemort. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's memes about that where it shows, you know, when Harry Potter and Voldemort are having the battle of the beams, uh, and it's like, like my cum fighting her diarrhea or whatever. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. y'all, y'all, everybody's squatting, and maybe, maybe the two on the side squat until their backs are touching, and so they're they're leaning so up on each other. They're doing the wall sit. Yeah, wall each sit. Other. And then the other guy who's up front, he just has to kind of back in somehow. And then everybody, it's it's like a it's like one thundercloud. It's you know, like you you see off in the distance, there's like a thundercloud, and you can just see that area where it's like, man, it's pouring right there. Yeah, that's what it would be. They would be combining for just one fucking waterfall of, of shit, and it'd be, it'd be fucking terrible because you'd have to smell other people's. Yeah, <laughs> the in the I mean, in the bathroom right across the way over there, yeah. I just get in the. The tub. No, 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 no. It says uh, one toilet. So the well, tub. Well, no, I'm just saying. And the in, sinks are off reality. limits. In reality. Well, yeah, in reality. Well, the, the sink would be a pretty good one. Well, actually. you got so you got two sinks, a bathtub, and a toilet in your bathroom. So mm -hmm. really, we could survive that. But if it was just, I mean, if the rules were just the toilet only, Ugh. that'd be interesting. I would not want to do. No, that. it'd be Poop fucking horrible. It'd, yeah, it's horrible anyway. But that would be a horrible situation. But you know what? The bond that the three of us would have after doing something like that, it'd be unbreakable. I think the bonds would be broken. <laughs> I don't ever want to see I, you yeah, again. It's like, well, <laughs> have a good life, Gary. Yeah. Well, Gary, if you're, <laughs> in, if you're into it, man, it's been a while since we've seen you. Maybe that can coax you to come back down and uh, be on the show. And we will not have the cherry solution if it ever happens again. Yeah, well, here's the deal. That we'll... tasted so bad, and it was so thick. Yeah. I think I almost... Like I was holding in my dry heaves trying to drink it. You stopped. Like I said, dude, you got to do the whole thing at once. And you like stopped and then you tried to do it again. It wasn't that much, man. It, like when it I had tasted, my... it, it was, you know, there's some things where once it gets in your mouth, you can't swallow it. There's the opening. Yeah, I started laughing. And that was one of them. It was like, you know, you, you get in someone's pool and you're like, all right, let me breathe real quick. And you're underwater and you, you like, can't do it. You can't make your, your brain... There's a blockage in there somewhere. That's what it felt like. It's like, you know, this is fucking cyanide juice. You can't drink this. Dude, the and amount. I could barely get it down. Dude, the amount I had to drink for my colonoscopy and that stuff was. It just, was that. No, it, it wasn't. It was real, real bad. The smoothie thing. Well, it was, it was real, real bad. You, uh, you mixed it with water and it, it tasted terrible. And there was a whole lot of it. <laughs> but uh, really my idea we get Gary down here and we do the pill versions of it and we give him the laxatives and we just, uh, I was going to say, we take Tylenol. Take, yeah. We just take a little bit of Tylenol <laughs> yeah. and then he goes over there and shits and we, we just laugh and laugh and hold the recorder by the door. So, uh, poor yeah. guy, I'll be sure and uh, edit this part out, but just between me and you, that's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. So Gary, uh, come on down and, uh, join in the fun. Yeah. And it'll, uh, it'll be awesome. But, uh, thank you, Tyler. That was a great idea. I like it. Someone took the time to write and hit send. Now I'm gonna read it on the air, my friend. It's the email of the week.
So if you want to be on email of the week, guess what you got to do? You got to take the time to write some shit down and send it in. And you too can be on email of the week. And it can be just as simple as that. You have a suggestion for the show, send it on in and we will cue Neil Young. He will sing and then we'll push him back in the closet and uh, we'll read your email. And I will uh, email you back. And if you want a movie mug and sticker, I will send it to you. And uh, soon, maybe I will send you a uh, Father and Son Unfiltered sticker. Yeah, because did you you know we have a new podcast coming out in uh, January of 2024 called Father and Son Unfiltered. It's going to be fucking awesome. And we will definitely have email of the week. And you know what else we're going to have on there? Voicemail of the week. Yeah, I'm going to set it up where we're going to have a voicemail. People can call in. It's going to be fucking awesome. That would be be interesting. Mm -hmm. And lastly, Jack, um, yes, uh, koalas can give chlamydia to humans. Okay. I know you talked about uh, koalas having chlamydia the other day. I don't know where that fucking came from. Uh, But yeah, I looked it up and it says chlamydia is a common sexually transmitted disease in humans and a different strain of the bacteria can infect koalas. Where do they get it from? Is it the eucalyptus, their diet? Oh, I didn't read about that, but it I says... I think it's a diet thing, because lo- I'm pretty sure like a lot of them have it. Yeah, I think it said up to 50% of koala bears have it. <laughs> and between dying of chlamydia and being hunted, which I was like, who the fuck hunts koala bears? I, I would feel sad. To, I know. It's like shooting an Ewok. I, right? <laughs> you know, it feels bad. You know, I fucking hate Ewoks. I'd shoot an Ewok they, 100 times they, out of 100 like, over a koala bear. Build a bear teddy bears. And koala bears have sharp finger things. And and they may be fucking mean little assholes, but they sure don't they look like chlamydia. it. Yeah. It said the strain can be spread uh, through contact with an infected koala's urine or feces. So uh, if you come They're to wild contact, animals, so it's probably all in their fur. So yeah, the, the more you know, you uh, taught us something else. Another Jack. dangerous thing about Australia. <laughs> exactly. And tune in next week when we talk about kangaroos with AIDS. Oh, yeah. There's got to be at least one kangaroo that has contracted AIDS because I know someone has fucked a kangaroo and maybe they had AIDS. Gosh. And every animal that's ever been found in the world besides like a select few have probably been banged by a human. Wow. That's a bold statement, Jack. Not uh, not really. Yeah, really. When you have as little faith in humanity as I do and have seen the things that I have seen... If people are shoving rodents up their ass and having their dying breath like tickle their prostate and people are banging chickens, are you really saying that you don't believe everything besides like a crocodile, a rhino, a shark, and an elephant have not been banged? I'm pretty sure there's some predators out there that you're not going to get close to them. Okay, yes. No no lions, tigers, bears, wolverines. The The ones that will obviously destroy a human... And, and shred up your dick before anything could possibly happen. Yes, those, those, I don't even count those. But the ones, other ones, like, I'm sure someone's banged a toucan. And that, that's a wild way out of there one no one would ever think of. I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it's happened. How'd you come up with toucan? I've, it's been in my head for a while now. Well, today, <laughs> talking about this, because it's a random way out there one yeah. that you you wouldn't even think that someone might have banged one. I think I'm sure someone has banged a toucan. No, toucans are probably the size of like a parrot. You can't bang. Oh, God, I'm not even going to say that out loud. <laughs> oh. Toucans are bigger than parrots for sure. But flamingo, you can't someone fuck a, has done it. You fuck a parrot, they're going to tell on you though. Well, 
<laughs> not if you do the your dumb and dumber thing. Your wife's going to come home one day. Jack, fuck me. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no, Jack, no, fuck what? me. I'm just, you know. Nobody's fucked a porcupine. You know, in, in the next like 400 years or whatever, or 4,000 years, it's going to get the list of animals that have not been fucked is going to get smaller and smaller until it's just Bigfoot. And we don't even know that that is real. Certainly doesn't really seem like it from the TV shows. I wonder if there's people out. Well, of course, there's people out there who have like a a bucket list of animals yeah. that that they want to they want to extreme fuck. bestiality fetishist. And they they like go to Africa and they're like, hey, can you can you tranquilize that rhino? I'm you know, really and, they, get and, then, and then turn your back for a little while. I don't, dude. There's people out there that do. There's totally people out there. That's maybe lions and tigers. I mean, with people like Joe Exotic owning tigers. Oh, you know. Someone's probably fucked a tiger. Joe Exotic has fucked a tiger. Without a Pro- doubt. Probably. He has I don't, 100% fucked a tiger. All, all I'm saying is if it is fuckable, because you could also say like for things that a dick can't go in, like you're going to say a parrot, or I'm thinking of like bugs, they can go in to places. Would that count? Because it wouldn't be intercourse at that point. It would be a sex act, though. So, yeah, it's like there's things that there's animals that it's like, I don't think you can fuck that while it's alive or awake. Like a crocodile, you're going to have to be fucking a dead one. That's probably a thing, too. There's people who fuck their cars. Yeah. People people fuck anything. Once you get lonely enough and old enough, you're going to do something weird. (laughs) Wait a minute, what? Not everyone. (laughs) Not everyone. But the guy who fucks his car is like 39 and loves his car. Yeah. I mean, there's more to it than just being 39 and single, but I mean, <laughs> there's a whole lot more to it. It's exhaust pipe, right? I mean, is that... Like, well, I think in like gas thingy maybe, but oh there's gosh. like video, he's like kissing all on it. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen and that. Yeah, it's... Like hugging the bumper and stuff. Yeah, people just, people do... Is it a VW Bug? It's a, some, I remember, I think it's red. What do you think the most fuckable car is? Moviemugging at gmail.com. Let, me, let us know. Jack, next week, uh, show up with a uh, top five list of the uh, cars you'd most like to bang. All right? Okay. Okay. All right, you got anything else? No. Thank you. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, this movie came out in 2007. It is rated R. It is two hours and one minute. Uh, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes and 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. There are several instances of people being very drunk, acting inappropriately, and requiring assistance. Uh, One of the characters mentions uh, twice that a woman was fingered. And there are 17 uses of fuck. Shit is said nine times. Damn is said once. Bastard is said once. Cock is said once. Prick is said once as an insult. Wanker is said once. Twat is said once. Cunt is said once. Ass is said once. Bloody hell is said once. Bloody is said twice as a profanity. Okay. All right. (laughs) This movie, which I have not seen, is called Hot Fuzz. Ah, okay. Yes. Uh, Simon Pegg and uh-huh. the, the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> From Zombieland. Yeah, Nick Frost. No, not Zombieland. Shaun of the Dead. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the... There's a Shaun of the Dead poster behind you I was looking at. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead is 100,000 times better than Zombieland ever was. Disagree. Ever could be. Disagree. Disagree. You but- think Zombieland is better? They're both great movies in their in their own right. If you had to pick one, for me, it's Shaun of the Dead every time. I think Zombieland, I think it had been out a little bit too long before I was able to see it because it's like, well, 
You know, the blind person who watched this movie, they could see after. You know, it, it cures all diseases. It is the most amazing movie. You know, God himself directed this movie. And so then I, when I saw Zombieland, I was like, eh. It didn't live up to the hype because it was hyped like four years before I saw it. All right, it, but Shaun of the Dead, I never heard of it. We sit down and watch it. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing of all time. I mean, they're different, but they're both great. Like, I love both of them. Like, I, I really, really do. So right, I, I'll, I, let you, I, I'll let you cop out on this one. Okay. Because that's where you were going. I can't, I can't pick which one I like best because they're, they're very different. I mean, this they're both- a zombie comedy. But, but they're very, very different. Yeah, like one of them's got really uh, like a lot of gore and one of them's just a fucking comedy. They throw fucking records at a zombie coming out of a shed. There's gore in that movie. Not to the extent of, of Zombieland. Yeah. And Zombieland doesn't have Woody Harrelson in it. Yes, it does. Shaun of the Dead doesn't have <laughs> Woody Harrelson in it. Both great movies. Um, I wouldn't kick either one of them out of bed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2007's Hot Fuzz. Yep. Directed by Edgar Wright. Does that ring a bell? Yes, but not for any reason. Well, he directed Shaun of the Dead. Okay. He directed uh, Last Night in Soho. Okay. He did we do an episode on that? No, we, we just watched yeah, it. Yeah, we just watched it. He directed uh, Baby Driver. Okay. We actually have his autograph on that poster. Oh, that makes that way cooler. And he directed Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Tell me, literally, watching this movie within the first nine minutes, maybe, I was like, this is very Scott Pilgrim. The editing, all Scott Pilgrim. You know, because it, it would be showing something and then it would transition straight into, you know, like in Scott Pilgrim, they were just doing something else. And in, in this movie, there are so many stylistic choices, the cartoon noises with all the different things. I remember thinking super early, this is the most Scott Pilgrim movie I've ever seen. Really? It's, yes. It's too bad you didn't say that, and then I could have been like, I Dude, know, I know. I, you're right on. I, I wouldn't have, like, towards the end I, of the movie, I wasn't really thinking about it anymore, but, yeah, because it does the, the quick cuts of mm -hmm. things happening, you know, the fucking get, get in the car, shut the door, seatbelt on, Ignition, whatever, with your key. Fucking pull the thing back, slam the gas, and mm -hmm. just these quick... That's so Scott Pilgrim. And then someone, like, fell down, and it cut to Simon Pegg, like, sitting in a sofa real lazily and, like, slam into the sofa. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, this is so Scott Pilgrim. That's, that's very cool that it's... Very interesting. Because Scott Pilgrim, I'd have to think about it, but it... At least at one point in time, it, it was my favorite movie for a very long point in time. It's just a wild movie. It's a wild movie. So video game. And yeah, if you haven't seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world, uh, check it out, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's just too good. That movie's amazing. Uh, anyway, Hot Fuzz, let me give the 50 Cent Tour. This movie is about uh, Sergeant uh, Angle. Uh, Angel, oh. he becomes a, a sergeant, and uh, he's he's like a super cop, and he's in London, and he makes everybody 400 look four hundred percent more arrests than everyone else. He's like the perfect cop, mm -hmm. and he uh, he'd gets, arrest you for jaywalking. Who's he, Fifty he Cent Tour? It. Is this? I'm I'm adding to it. You always get pissed off at me for it being too long, and now you're going to add to it. Yeah, I'm adding to it. Okay, 
All right. Well, and guess what? Everything that you just said complaining here was longer than what I added. Well, are you going to add more? Because mom's making macaroni for us and chicken nuggets in 30 to 40 minutes. <laughs> we got to get this show on the road. Oh, now you can't talk. Okay. Real mature. I'm not, I'm not adding mature. to it. Real you mature, say you're going to add to it, and I silence. They're spicy. So nuggets. then I'm <laughs> spicy nuggets too. Yeah, I know. So he's a super cop. He gets promoted to sergeant, but he's they, uh, super. they send. Oh God. <laughs> Kidding. That was a joke. Just go. Just read. They send him to uh Gloucester, uh, which mm. is a really small town because he's embarrassing all the other police officers because he's so much better. Mm -hmm. And in this little uh village, nothing ever happens there. And uh, he goes down there being super cop again. He's like arresting people for uh, being underage, arresting people for urinating in public. In a bar. Yeah. He, he's just, <laughs> underage in a bar. He's he said just, arrest for underage. <laughs> so he goes to this town. It seems like there's nothing wrong. And all these accidents keep happening. Accidents, air quotes. People keep dying in mysterious ways. And it turns out there's some cloaked figures who are going around killing people. And uh, he's putting two and two together, saying, man, these are murders, but everybody in the town, especially all the insufferable fucking police officers that he works with that are <laughs> dumb as shit or fucking assholes, don't believe him. And um, he figures it out in the end, and it's actually people in the town who are wanting to keep the town perfect so they can win some award on the best village in yeah. uh, England. And then uh, he goes back and goes uh, Rambo or Cobra or uh, Johnny Utah or uh, bad boys, or uh, some kind of a super cop on the whole village with the help of the guy who's always in Simon Pegg movies, uh, played by Nick Frost. Can't remember what his name is in this, but uh, yeah, the end. I mean, I had some really funny things I could have said in there, but I was a little afraid to speak. Doubtful. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only reason I'm on the show is because I'm funnier. And that's why everyone's Team Jack. No, it's because you're available. And I wanted to start a podcast. <laughs> what do you and, mean? And I needed a partner who is always around. And uh, you're always around because you, you don't. It's because I retired already. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made a, a lots of apps. You made a. And a, I made a fortune off the apps you made when a, I sold them a to fortune Elon Musk. Of, of your last job being a busboy for eight days. I, I made 880 bucks on that. I know. In it eight was a days, good job. not bad. You made really good money and, being a busboy. And yeah, and the, the the best thing I got out of that is that I realized I love to wear black Hanes t-shirts. Oh, <laughs> and that's all I wear anymore. Pretty much that and underwear. That's yeah. too big. Yeah, my boxers. And plaid. But they're they're well, yeah, because if you if you wear boxers that aren't plaid, what are you doing? Wearing boxers that aren't plaid? That's wrong. Okay. It, it, that is objectively wrong though. No. Boxers are plaid. Right. Every pair of boxers I've ever seen is just plaid. And so, yeah, I got plaid ones. It's classic. They had some regular OD green ones when I was in the Army. Okay, well, that's different. The Army's not going to pay for extra patterns. <laughs> they already spend a ridiculous amount on rockets. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. A skilled London police officer, after irritating superiors with his embarrassing effectiveness, is transferred to a village where the easygoing officers object to his fervor for regulations as a string of grisly murders strikes the town. All right, before we really get into this, um, you know me, I, I have an old man bladder, and so I did have to go use the uh, the toilet during the movie. Uh, but it was good because you had to go take drugs, so, so it worked yeah. out. And uh, Adderall. Because I'm a considerate guy, I, uh, I don't pee standing up at my house. Because you pee standing up, it's going to splatter all over the place, and why would you want to do that to your house? So I always pee sitting down. Okay. 
And uh, so I sat down on the toilet and I looked at the space in between my legs. Oh, dude. I, I was so whole... confused because I was worried you were going to say, oh, I didn't flush because, you know, I don't think about flushing. And so when I exit the bathroom and you're waiting out, outside the bathroom door for me, I immediately think, did I flush? And then when you're saying you're going to sit down, I'm like, did he sit down and pee? How did he sit down and pee? I sat down and peed. I was really worried you're going to say like no, something nasty, but you're talking about the triple diarrhea. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I looked at the space. Not a lot. Between my legs. And that would be a yeah. complete disaster. That's why I said you got to take both the lid and the seat up. Then you could scoop back further and maybe spread your legs further. It would still be a disaster. It would be a disaster either way, but, but one way would be a little bit less like mud splatter on you. However, one of us could do the upper decker. It's still the toilet. And what? You're going to rest your neck on my genitals? If I'm doing the upper decker while you're shitting no, in I'm, the lower I'm, deck. I'm doing the upper decker. Okay, so then I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm leaning forward. I'm like, Ugh. No, you could face me. I <laughs> would be I'd be face level like with your wiener. Uh, well, you, you a little you, bit above it. Like you could face one way, Gary could face the other way. It would just make sense. Like he could straddle you and I was gonna say me and him are <laughs> he'd be you know, he'd be squirting it between your legs. You'd be squirting it out and I'd be doing the upper We probably had our diapers changed next to each other before. I'm sure you so. have. I'm sure you have. I just mentioned to him the other day. Oh, I, I forgot what it was, but uh, we were texting um, oh, it's because um, there's like a one of his friends I'd met before um, got like a donkey and his name Gary. Wait, he got a, oh, he has a donkey. Yeah, what, one of his friends. One of, one of Gary's, Gary's friends. Gary's friends has yeah. a donkey named yeah. Gary? And, I, and I've met him before, so I, okay. I just have him on Snapchat, whatever. Okay. Great. And yeah, donkey named Gary. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I send it to Gary. And I guess that's somehow we start talking about Gary's ass. And I was like, I know that shit's fat or something like that. And then it brought up a memory of, that I, I've done this multiple times. At least I remember it multiple times as a kid. I thought seeing his butt was hilarious when we were like really young. And <laughs> like it'd be nighttime and we're trying to sleep and we can't. And just, I guess, sleepover brain. Giggles. Yeah. And so it would always be you know, put stuff in our pajama pants. I thought you were going to say ass. No. It, like, put stuff in our pajama pants, and it, it's funny, because now, look, you got a bunch of junk in your trunk. You got a big butt. And I remember I would, oh, like, like you turn around, and you just, like, pull the waistband, and I'd go to, like, put the, the Spider-Man slippers in there. Wait, you were filling each other's asses? <laughs> no, filling the pants. Filling each other's pants? Like, like you'd put stuff in his pants well, and he'd put stuff in I, your the pants? The way I remember it most of the time is I would, I would, it's so long ago, so I'm sure he'll have some, he'll text me and, and I'll be able to tell his side of the story. But the way I remember it is that he would want to turn to put stuff in my pants, but I would think it's too funny to see his, his butt. <laughs> so I'd always want to be the one to open his pants. Because he's, you know, I'm, I'm pale as shit across my entire body. But he has a, a darker complexion, and so when you'd see his ass, it'd be like paper white, and I just thought it was hilarious. I still remember it. But, and then it was funny, because then when the shit did get stuffed in, yeah, he got a big butt now. So Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost, they're a good duo. 
really, really good. I, I so really like name like a better duo off the top of your head. Um, I where, can't. I can't. Where, think where of do Harold and Kumar rank with these two? Well, Harold and Kumar are the less professional versions, I think, of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. All right. Like I feel like, and Harold and Kumar, they never. I feel like their movies are like lower quality, and that like they're not like as good of actors. But still good movies and yeah, and still funny, good movies and, and, and the, they're great and together. The, yeah, but I don't know. Cheech and Chong, and yeah, Cheech and Chong, fucking terrible. Harold and Kumar, they're good. They're not as good as Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. If they're in a movie together, I'm interested in watching it. Yeah. If they're not, I, like I, I'm sure they've been in movies where they're not together, but it it'd be a crying shame. If yeah. They, if that were the case, like I would be really disappointed if. I'm watching a movie with Simon Pegg in it, and at some point, Nick Frost doesn't show up and have a major part. I just can't imagine them doing... If they're doing a comedy movie and they're both solo, I can't imagine that. Because then they're going to have like a different best friend, or it, it's it, that's not right. But maybe like a non-comedy movie? I, I don't really know. I bet they hate each other in real life, too. It's, like it's Drake, probably, and, Drake and Josh and like each other. One of those. There you go, Drake and Josh. They're a they're a, a big oh, duo. One of them. Do you know Drake's whole story right now? Um, I think he was with an underage girl, and then he fled to Mexico or something like that. Yep. And then and now uh, he is trying. He's trying to be a Mexican music star. Or like he's he, like singing Spanish music. He was in, on like the the Spanish masked singer. Like he was. Really? He, they took the thing off the head off, and it was him. What is it, a luchador mask? No, it was the some nerd. monster. Like their oh. their monsters look fucking dumb. But yeah, he's literally does like speak Spanish on TikToks, and it's like, wait, so aren't if, you a pedophile? If he came back here, would he be arrested? I mean, is he on the run? So certainly not. The, but that so I'm in criminology. That's crazy that you said that because I learned so fleeing to Mexico. That's the big thing, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the oh. You're wanted for anything? Run to Mexico. They can't get you. Mexico doesn't give a shit about sending you back unless you're going to be punished by death because Mexico doesn't believe in that. So then they won't send you back to the U.S. because they know they're going to kill you. So the only time that actually works is if you're going to get the death sentence because otherwise they have no problem. Oh, okay. Send you back if they get you. So I don't really know. I guess he just went there probably to start over because everyone... You know, everyone my age and my sister's age, like what the twenty, probably like thirty and below, knows who Drake and Josh is, and there's a lot of people our age, you know. So and now everyone knows he's a fucking pedophile. Well, my generation knew who Rob Lowe was, and he's fucking on top of the world. Well, he's still look at your generation; they're a little bit shittier than mine. Uh, that's not true. But yeah, Rob Lowe, he fucked like a 15-year-old, right? And now he's yeah. on like 911 show. Well, look how and, uh, good he looks. Doesn't, okay. Look at his beautiful blue eyes. So he gets a free he's pass? Stupid. If you're an ugly pedophile, you, you go to prison. <laughs> if you're a good-looking pedophile, well, I'm, you, you, I'm pretty you sure get to keep fucking acting. I was, and they did the roast of Rob Lowe, and they're making fun of the yeah. fact that he's a pedophile, and his daughters are in the audience laughing. I, well, yeah, how is I it, don't How know. is it a punchline? Right? It's pretty distasteful. Why do you get to do that? You know, like I don't, I don't understand how you can come back from that, you know, any sort of sex offense or especially pedophile shit. Like, how do you come back from that? Yeah, it, it's pretty fucked up that some people can do shit and nothing happens. 
but a regular Joe does something and like there's there's fucking shit going on right now. It's inequality. Where people should be in fucking prison, but they're still they're still fucking like running our government. Right? <laughs> yeah. There are multiple, yeah. multiple politicians who've broken the law multiple times and nothing fucking happens. Where if you I, have I money would, and status, nothing I, can happen. I would have been in jail like a long fucking time ago. It's just fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. We need Simon Pegg to fucking go up there and, and just start beating ass and hauling people to jail. Well, I would probably pick people that aren't Simon Pegg. You know, if I had to pick someone to do it, I'd probably pick Cobra. You know, this movie surprised me because <laughs> all of a sudden, Boom, there's gore. Yeah. Pretty, high, high levels. Yeah. I was not expecting gore. At all. At all. And you had the hedge trimmers in the neck. In the, yeah, like right in the- The throat. Where your collarbone, whatever, turns mushy going up towards, if you have an Adam's apple, where that is. Just blood spewing out mm, of that. All on the, covering the windows. You had a, uh, a spire from the top of an old church building <sighs> go down- Sharp end first, right through the top of the guy's head. And it like fully embedded itself into his neck and, and like the, chest cavity. And it looked like it was on like a head. You know, he's still yeah. standing. You can't see his head. <laughs> it went far down, like you said, into his chest cavity. So he's just kind of stumbling around yeah. with this big concrete. It was or, flush. Yeah. There was, it was <laughs> dunk, like, like someone hammered a nail straight in. It, it was, you, that yeah. was fucking brutal seeing that. You had another guy who got a uh, like a sharp stake through his chin and out through his his mouth, <sighs> and uh, and it didn't kill him. They lead you to believe he's dead because yeah. in every movie where something you know comes out the bottom of your mouth, like through your tongue, they're dead. <laughs> oh, this really hurts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't talk right. Yeah, I, I like the humor in this because it wasn't um, it wasn't cheap. They didn't make this like. This is a, a straight comedy movie. The the laughs weren't, did I say cheap? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, that's why I was, uh, like, Shaun of the Dead. Like, I don't remember punchlines. You know, it's just a funny movie. It's just funny. You know, they're, they're not like, hey, pal, what do you say? Let's go throw some of these records at the zombies. Ha, ha, ha. That's just, they just do it. And it's stupid. And so you're laughing. It's just, it's just a funny movie. And the way it's written and acted, it's just like funny is just woven into it instead of, fuck, we got to add more funny here or funny there. It's just like a perfect recipe blended together. And I appreciate that a lot because there's no, I don't remember there being like any kind of joke where I'm like, really? Or like, like a little laugh at it, like pity laugh. And I'm like, well, let's put a joke in there. It's just, constant there's just something funny happening pretty much all the time and it's i appreciate it a lot and especially with this movie too because part of the they added corny to it but it was like self-aware like these two cop best friends are watching cop movies like point break um check out that episode we did and <laughs> and the bad boys too or whatever and so at the end of the movie Whenever they realize they have this crazy, like, cult murder case happening, they start doing one-liners, and they're like, okay, that was kind of cool. And it's that's how you add the corn in without it being corny. 
Well, Nick Frost, his character, he had a whole fucking library of like cop movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like like Bad Boys and Lethal Weapon <laughs> and uh, Point Break. And he was looking yeah. at a, a Chuck Norris cop movie when he was in the supermarket. And so when Simon Pegg comes to town, he's paired up with Nick Frost. And Nick Frost is just constantly, hey, man, have you ever jumped through the air? So dopey. Shooting, shooting two guns at the same time. <laughs> you know, just asking all this, all these fun when, things. And, when he's like, no, I haven't done that. He's like, well, at least one dove and shot one gun. Mm -hmm. you, know, you ever sh shot a gun up in the air? At all a, the questions. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, in the end, when the two of them get together, <laughs> they're they're double jumping through the air and, yeah. and shooting. But when he first comes to this town, it, it's a small little village. I mean, what they got a police force of like, what, 10? And this village yeah. has like 100 people in it total. And they all know each other. Uh-huh. And Nice little place. Yeah. None, none of the police officers are... They don't do anything. They're not willing to do anything. They have two detectives who do absolutely yeah. nothing. They're but sit around and, and they're just insufferable fucking assholes the whole time until the very yeah. end. Just fucking pricks. I love the cops in this movie, though. It, they were fun, but like nothing ever happened. Like they they didn't do anything. And when Simon Pegg's trying to do his job, they're all just dude, lighten up. They man. hate him. Yeah, they write like twat in his hat so when he goes to put it on he sees it they fuck up his locker like they're bullying him mm -hmm. and they finally finally at the very end like start respecting him and it's all all good yeah but yeah the two detectives they were called the andes because they're both named andrew and they're just they're assholes they they say things at the same time like twins would like they, but they act like they're fucking middle schoolers they're assholes. too. Yeah. They're just douchey as fuck. They're so rude. And you know, Simon Pegg, he's trying to do the, trying to look into all these potential homicides. He's just a cop. He's a sergeant. That's not his job. It's the detective's job. And they're fucking assholes. But they had this just terrible ragtag team and that they, just eats chocolate cake instead of working. And the uh, the inspector, the, the head guy, he was what, like the leader of the cult or whatever. It's so Nick all, Frost's dad as well. In so the, all, in the all the bad shit that was going on, whenever somebody would start, like like when Simon Pegg would start, man, these are murders, he would just shut it down every mm -hmm. single time. And uh, yeah, at the end, he, he figures it out. And uh, all along, there's like, they're the NWA. It's uh, I don't know what it was, what did it stand for? I don't know, but it's all these... Um, head people of the village get the together people. and uh, they talk about ways to uh, keep the village better. There's, there's this uh, guy who's showing up. He's uh, one of those fake statues that wears gold. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's, old, he's painted gold. This street, street and money just, people. just stands there. And at the beginning, they're like, if we let him stay, then jugglers are going to move <laughs> in. And you just think they're just being like, I don't know, like, don't do this in our town, you know? But those like cutesy old people gripes. But they fucking know? murder all these people. There's tons of murdered children uh -huh. and skeletons and this, yeah, street performers that are underground buried, and they're just these sweet looking old people mm -hmm. who are just so nice. And then and, they're all in the gunfight at the end. They all they all have these fucking automatic like weapons, secret compartment guns, where their guns are hidden. The the priest comes out and he's like, "Stop all this violence!" And then he does one of those things, and these pistols like he shoot like out automatically does his, his hands. arms. Yeah, they come uh -huh. out of his sleeves like Django. Yeah, so <laughs> I think. I could live in a small town like that as long as, well, it all depends on the people there, but, but I think it would be nice to be able to walk to a pub, not, not, a, not a bar, but like a, like a pub, a hole in the wall kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Where, where there's not like 
piece of shit people. You know what I mean? Just like in, in a lot of these English movies, it's nice to just, man, I'm just going to go have a pint and I can walk there yeah. and then I can walk home. And, and your roads are made out of individual squares that are all you know, like put together. Mm -hmm. It's every time I see a village, neighborhood, whatever, that looks like this, it's like it's such a small, idyllic town. It really is idyllic. You know, I mean, I, in theory, you know, I don't want everyone in the town to know who I am and all the know all my business. I, I think it'd be cool to know everyone else's. But I don't want them to know mine. But yeah, you walk everywhere. It's always rainy, and it just seems nice. And at nighttime, it just the the lights and like you would see the the cobblestone all wet, you know, and reflective. And you just go to the pub, and the guy behind the counter is just so nice to like talk to you. Like in a world where I wasn't extremely like introverted and wanted to be uh, not private about my life, it would be amazing. But it really does just seem like such a nice, peaceful, like the Shire, you know, in Lord of the Rings. What a great fucking you know, place. They have Hobbit Town in New Zealand. Like, you can actually go there to the actual, like, Shire. Oh, yeah. like where they, they've, makes sense if they, they uh -huh. filmed it in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, they okay. have Hobbit Town where you can go in there and, that and check is, that out. That is, that's very Other cool. than a 16-hour plane ride or whatever, I, well, I that, would like you to go just check that out. Lord of the Rings trilogy. On the plane, on the way there. Yeah, I guess. And then you, and, well, you you probably have to keep watching it because 16 hours isn't enough. I don't you know get how long halfway the plane through ride the first is. one. It's, it's a long plane ride. <laughs> 16 hours, you'd be halfway through Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, that would be, and I'm not like a huge Lord of the Rings nerd or anything, but I do want to go to the Shire. Yeah, bucket list. Yeah, well, not really. <laughs> Too far. There was a uh, another part in this that I was a, uh, homage to a uh, a cop movie at the end simon Pegg uh gets in a uh, a fight with um the the supermarket manager <laughs> which is a you know what i mean the the uh the bald guy no no at the end in the little village somehow there's a little village yeah like a replica version yeah. but they probably had that built so they keep their village score at number one because oh how cute yeah they, oh that's a 10 out of 10 but the cop car had run into like a sprinkler or something. Yeah, it made it so dramatic. But at the end, uh, so they're having this uh, fist fight and this water's going everywhere. Do you remember at the end of uh, Lethal Weapon, Gary Busey and Mel Gibson yes. got in a big fist fight with, in with like all the, someone's front yard? Yeah, with, yes. after a hydrant got hit and yes. everybody was watching. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of a, I don't know, a wink to le Lethal Weapon. I, since I they, they couldn't make the connection. Yeah, since they were you know, talking about all those old cop mm -hmm. movies and stuff. So I, it wasn't lost on me. The, um, iconicness of the wet battle. Cause there's so many movies, you know, there, a terrorist act happens in a mall. So the sprinklers are going off and they're fighting and the guy has long hair and it's slinging everywhere. And their clothes, like they had long sleeves on. So now they're all baggy and uh, their sleeves are coming over their hands. And it's just, Trying to, they're not, they're like slipping a little bit. Yeah, it's fucking, that has done a lot. <laughs> All right, you know what? Let's, uh, let's just get into fair parts. I, you know, I, I don't really know what else to say about this movie. Like, you I see just, it for yourself. Yeah, I just, I just don't, you know? And, uh, that's what you get when you, uh, tune into movie mugging. Yeah. All right, fair parts. Um, the last sequence, um, basically. So, Simon Pegg feels disgraced because he came up with this whole, like, you're the suspect 
and oh, you're proved he was proved wrong. But then he comes back after doing all the research, and then he, I guess, is later than that. But he he comes back and he's a badass now. He's he's now the movie cop, and he slams into someone else's car so that their radio disconnects, and then he ties them up, beats up a grandma, and he goes to the station, gets all the weapons, and, you know, he goes in the town square riding the horse, and I'm like, what is this turned into? And then all the old people see him, and they're talking on, they all have walkie-talkies they talk on, and they're all like, he's back. You know, Sergeant Angel's back. He's got a horse, too. And he's got, like, Two shotguns in his back, like Deadpool has his katanas. Yes, yes. And he's he's has a ridiculous amount of shit and the sunglasses and cool outfit. And he just gets off his horse. And they all just, yeah, this these old people. There's one of them, this old lady's riding a bike, and she opens like the basket. Yeah. It's like a faux basket. And opens it up, and there's two pistols in there and some other thing. And so then she's driving at him, her riding her bike with no hands dual wielding pistol shooting and it's just the movie completely transformed because I mean that whole scene where he's fighting all the old people I guess is my favorite because this movie I, I knew I liked it but it was slow you laughed a lot I was thinking in the end that this is probably the funniest movie we've done really in recent what? in recent memory that I can think of the amount I laughed the last like 40 minutes ish maybe somewhere around there i was laughing constantly we just did me myself and irene last episode and yeah and that was a funny good movie but funnier than this i thought that this was just towards the end whatever it was this all the he he like jump kicked this old lady with a double barrel shotgun and he <laughs> he's doing these acrobatics throughout the movie it was just these dumb little things and then these real cops are now acting like these dumb movie cops. Now one is Jean-Claude Van Damme or something. I, I really, really, really enjoyed that, you know, he was like, oh, where's the where's the massive guy you were just fighting? Oh, uh, he's knocked out. He fell in the freezer. He's like, did you say something cool? He's like, then no, I forgot. <laughs> you know, like they were just trying to live their their dream. And that appeals to me because, you know, real life is not like that. You're going to get shot in the head and now you're dead. Everybody at the end, all the old people, it was funny because they were like all sweet, nice, <laughs> respectable citizens. They had fucking guns. And they all had guns. Some of them <laughs> automatic weapons. Like and, big and, and rifles they were, with scopes and they were, shotguns. <laughs> yeah, and they just turned. I mean, there's still these old people, though, so it looks so weird with them <laughs> wielding these weapons. And, uh, dude, nobody reloaded. All of them had just limitless ammo the whole time. And, and, and that's one of those things from the hip. You weren't like, Oh, come on. Because it, it was part of the, the charm or part of the comedy. Yeah. That, just like, we're not going to have them reload or ever run out. So yeah, I guess that was my favorite part too. Just the whole, the whole shootout, but it was just all out of nowhere. It was also too long. The movie was a little bit long. The shootout was, was too long. Oh, that, I, oh. I was, I got tired of, I didn't get tired of that. Yeah. I don't know. You know, the whole the whole bar shootout where you got the two old people behind the bar. You're playing whack-a-mole. And then, yeah. You, <laughs> why? why I've seen so many movies where they're shooting at you, then they go down. So you start shooting where they were, where they're not anymore. You're wasting ammo. Yeah. And then you go down, and then they get up, and they shoot at where you were. It just doesn't make any sense. You you stand up and you fucking wait for them to pop up and you shoot them again. <laughs> yeah. And that lasted forever. 
until they finally shoot uh, like a bear trap decoration and it gets the guy. And I don't remember how they killed her, but uh, or maybe they didn't. But yeah, that that scene lasted way too long. But it was it was still the best part of the movie. One of the there's a lady up in a window that had <laughs> yeah. she had a big uh, ass like rifle like assault rifle looking uh-huh. thing that was with funny. a big scope on it and she's firing it from the hip and missing easy open shots mm-hmm. and so i guess she ran like a little like convenience store yeah and there was a sign outside of it that was like no more than one school child in at a time mm-hmm. and so the way they took care of her mm-hmm. was simon Pegg had found a bunch of these school children and he had them come with him and so she starts shooting at him and he whistles, and all the school children run in, and it shows the sign, and she like, ah! Because you hear the ding, 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 <laughs> She, she ding, disappears. Ding. That was the funniest part of the movie, I think. That was, because it, like, completely incapacitated her. Yeah, it looked like yeah. she fainted and fell backwards. Uh-huh. And there were just little pieces of it, and, you know? Like, like I said, no punchlines. Shit is just weaved in. So then they've fought most of the old people, and so the priest comes out, and he's like, I know you're not a man of God, but surely you're a man of peace. You know, like spewing this bullshit. You know, he's evil and probably not even a priest. Yeah, and then he's, he does his arms, like flings them. I don't know why I keep doing it. Like to, to have the momentum of two pistols come out of his sleeves into his hand. He starts fighting and then he gets like shot. And as he's falling down, he's like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, a little ironic thing put in there. I don't know. I I won't say the end of the movie went on for as long as it did for me, uh, for, as it did for you, but it was a bit of a slog in the first hour. I was getting, I thought it was really, really slow, and then it started to pick up some, and then it felt like it went from like zero to like 50%, like not on the score, not related to score, but... Chicken nuggets are ready. Not related to score, but just like in a line graph of action, I guess. For it to go from zero to 50, it took like the whole first hour and five minutes. And then from 50 to fucking 65, it took the next 20 minutes. And then the last fucking last part of the movie, it just uh, straight to 100. And it was it was crazy. I was not expecting at all. I knew he was going to come back with a vengeance. But he's revving his car, looking at the old guy, slams into the car. He, you just totaled your car. You get out, you're just fine. You slug him. You run at this grandma shooting a double barrel, and you jumping karate kicker in the face, and you tie him up. And then you're riding a horse into town with this fucking arsenal of weapons. All these evil old people have weapons. It just went from a semi-regular movie to completely wild... You know, it was already wild and stupid with how some of the people were dying, you know, with the a whole piece of like a cathedral falling on your head and garden shears and everyone is like, she just fell on them. Clearly, it's just a whole new level of ridiculousness. It was so slow, but but I still liked it. And then it finally got to uh, the play. And then a guy comes in and, and cuts off uh, two people's heads. And next thing I you know, about that. There, there's two heads in the roadway. And they tried to make it look like somehow they got cut off when they were driving them in their convertible. Yeah. And I was like, finally, <laughs> finally. Yeah. And then nothing and then happened it just again. Slowed down. And I was like, yeah. good Lord. It was do a very something. slow movie. Do something. I loved it from the start, though. The start really got me in because he's great start. Like, 50th cadet. 
Uh-huh. You know, I've 80 arrests this year. Won the five, Golden Baton Award. Yeah, five headshots. And it's mm-hmm. just like this montage of him, you know, from when he started to then being like a fucking guy who was running point and SWAT, you know, mm-hmm. and he's shooting people and he stopped carrying a gun and he's been stabbed and he's just beating people up. And the, all the people when he first gets transferred are like, oh, this is the guy who killed the other dude with the Kalashkinov or whatever, the submachine gun, I think. There's AK something. And... He's like, yeah, it wasn't mine. It was his. So it's like, yeah, he's just the badass guy who your gun is mine now and now you're dead. This movie was awesome. It just, I, I never lost hope, you know, somehow. It was, it was really, really slow. Like it was painfully slow and I didn't have an amazing score for this movie and I really wanted to give one. Yeah, but then the last part happened and it like wiped my memory a little bit. <laughs> All right, bucket of chicken. Um, and, you know, the, the two of them can't share it. Um, I'm going to give it to Simon Pegg because that's who I wanted to play me in a movie. Hopefully you give it to Nick Frost <laughs> so they can both have some. But if not, it's whatever. He'll he'll share it with Nick. Now, I'm going to give it to uh, Edgar Wright. Damn. For, yeah. Specifically for the uh, the quick shot montage things like you were talking about. There's a bunch. Like uh, open the door and just all, all the things that just happened, like 10 things happened in like one second. <laughs> Yeah, just all the processes to get in your car and start being really mm-hmm. fast. Or to uh, get to your locker and put this on and put this on. I mean, yeah. it, it, I put I, on your I, whole uniform. I can't explain it to where it sounds cool at all. It's just a montage with cool noises. Like, and quick quick shots. It could be someone getting ready for their job. Like we've talked about an imaginary movie we had thought of. And the, the montage keeps getting faster. You know, the, the toast pops up out of the toaster. It shows him swishing like... A half second of him brushing his teeth, half second swishing, then spit and rinse and put his tie up real quick. And then just all these, just make just a quick, interesting montage with really good sound effects out of a seemingly mundane task like yeah. getting ready or that's one getting of my, in your car. That's that's great. And there was a lot of that in this movie. And that that really helped this movie because I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that part. But, yeah. Uh, all right, man. Let's uh, let's uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, score time. Hundred. What? Really? It was. It was so so slow. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want to give this movie a, like a really good score. Like I love it from the start, but it's just losing me, man. It's it's like wh- when when is it gonna happen? And it and it happened. You know, I I waited with bated breath, and I got my reward. You know, and. I, I just loved those last 40-ish minutes of the movie. I thought it was just, I thought it was awesome because finally everything came to a head and then he comes back and it's like, okay. And they're just fucking shooting and, and the deaths were ridiculous throughout the movie. It was just a bunch of ridiculous shit. And then the fact that it was all these nice, sweet old people who were just evil out of nowhere. I just, I thought it was hilarious. And the hidden guns just... Like, even when they met at their round table in their cult outfits at night with all their weapons, they were still saying cute things. Like, in the beginning at their first meeting, it was, oh, Miss Baker just had twins. And like, aww, everyone's so happy. And at the start of their last meeting, when shit's starting to get real and they're wearing their cult stuff, they're like, she's named her twins Abby and Andrew or whatever, and everyone's like, oh, wow. Like, they're still nice. It's just, I don't know what the fuck it is. Just hidden guns everywhere. 
Like, that's fucking crazy. The end didn't save it for me. I, you were, you th- checked this, out. Nah, you checked movie, out more than me. This movie, part of this movie sucked. It was so fucking slow. It was like, get fucking on with it already. And it wasn't terrible when it was slow, but the fact that it was so slow made it terrible at the same time for me. It's like, geez, I mean, Edgar Wright, you're great, but this movie should have been a full, at least 30 minutes shorter. Yeah, I I agree. God almighty. I agree. And like I I said, my favorite part was the end. I, I did enjoy that, but even that for me was too long. The payoff for me, wasn't there. Like when I saw him on the horse, I, I wasn't thinking, oh man, here we go. What a badass. I was like, okay, he's, he's on a horse. I, I was I, like, yes, I, the, yeah. the fucking stereotypical movie badass I is mean, here. But like the, the fight in the, uh, the grocery store took forever. I loved it though. I did the, like the, the guys. Weird twins are throwing their cleavers and it's. Yeah. <laughs> the, that was the best part of that is the, the, bo- the guys <laughs> the in, the, deli. <laughs> in the, in the butcher area were just hurling cleavers and knives and it was, mm-hmm. but him fighting that Yarp guy, he fought him for 20 minutes and he all he did while. was hang onto his neck. Like he didn't do anything else. I just, I got really, really tired of a lot of parts of this movie. Overall, it was good. I really loved the character. It just took way too long, and that took me out of it. Um, you're gonna be mad at me, but this movie—I'll give it a. I guess I'll give it a eighty-four. It was—it was okay. I'm not mad at you for that. Okay. When you said that, I thought you were gonna say like sixty something. No, because Simon Pegg was was great. You know, I I could probably give it lower, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna settle with that. I. I, I fully understand. I loved your it from points. the beginning. The opening was great. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah, I was I was disappointed. That hits different than just being angry with a yeah. movie. It probably deserves less than an 84 for me, to and, be to be real honest. So I'm gonna give it a uh I'll give it an 80. I feel better about an 80. Okay. Yeah, 84 is too high. This movie gets an 80. All right, you got anything else? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 211 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to uh, email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com, you could be a part of email of the week. Uh, we also have a website, www.moviemuggin.com. You can go over there. Uh, you can uh, click on a link to ask Jack a question. We'd love to have one. You can click on a link to see all the movies that we've mugged in alphabetical order. So if you want to see if we've done Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, you can go down to the L's and see if we have or see if we haven't. There's also a link to our merch store. Ladies and gentlemen, tis the season. Tis the season. Black Friday is tomorrow. Why not go to our merch store and take a look? Just take a look. Just go there and take a look. And if you see anything, buy it, man. It'd be a good way to support the show. Um, also remember, January 2024, Father and Son Unfiltered is coming, and we're super excited about that. We're going to have a great time with that. Can't can't wait. Yeah, uh, We've been planning that for a long time. So. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to uh, you and yours, and uh, you have yourself a uh, movie mugging day. See ya. All right, now let's go get some chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. I may like anal.